If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on? Welcome to episode 189 of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh. On this very special episode, I've got a player two. Uh, we're doing a little interview today. DJ from HalfFullReviews.com. What's going on, buddy? Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, so glad early to have Sunday you. morning. <laughs> that it is. That it is. At least on the on the on the the west side, it is. It's still not even nine o'clock yet. So we're, you know, it's a little early. I'm still trying to get my first cup of cup of coffee, cup of tea in me right now. But uh, it's all good. I'm excited to uh, excited to chat. Before we do, guys, that music you just heard was from On Being Human. You can check them out on Spotify and YouTube. Remember, this is an unofficial Nintendo podcast. And if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com/npc. Pick up something awesome like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. If you'd like to get yourself a gaming chair, you can go to n64josh.com slash op seat you'll automatically save ten dollars at checkout and i believe all the chairs are twenty dollars off right now so that is a total savings of thirty dollars off of a chair which is a great deal they're already the i think they're the best price gaming chairs you can find so um highly recommend checking out if you're in the market for a gaming chair my book another castle is available get it at n64josh.com slash another castle. And you can check out the first chapter for free. It is available as an ebook and an audiobook. And if you'd like to help support the content I create, you can go to patreon.com slash n64josh. With that, we are going to jump right on to the announcements. Hey, listen. All right. So, Guys, in order to shorten this announcement section, if you head on over to n64josh.com slash calendar, you can see my streaming schedule and our community uh, game nights. All right. Fridays around 5 p.m. are the community game nights, and we have Mario Kart happening Saturdays at 11 a.m. These are all Pacific Standard Time. You can check all the other stuff there, uh, you know, the Smash Tournament, all that stuff. It's all available, n64josh.com slash calendar. And Tuesday's blog post for our questions is going to be up uh, today, which is Sunday. Um, I will have it uh, I will have it up before the day is over. If you follow me on Twitter or if you're in the Discord, I'll make sure to tag everybody and, and tweet it out and it'll be on Facebook and Reddit and everywhere. So um that's uh, and the 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 focus of next week's kind of community question is gonna be um just kind of your guys' thoughts on Xbox Live possibly being on the Switch. I kind of want I just want to hear hear from you guys on that. So that's gonna do it for uh all the housekeeping. We're gonna jump into our uh, our interview with DJ. Here we go. All right. So DJ. Yes. First tell us a little bit about halffullreviews.com. Well, that's my hobby project. Um we're going probably about five years now with it. Um, I like to write 
I just like to write anything, really. Uh, movie reviews, video game reviews. Um, I got a couple other people who pitch in, start doing TV reviews lately. Um, but really just, I enjoy writing, I enjoy reading, and this is a way to create content and kind of put stuff out there on the internet, I guess. I got you. I got you. And you guys do like a like a monthly podcast? Yeah, we do. Very unofficial. It's hard to get my uh, my brother to... Uh, to commit to time schedules with it. Cause he's very busy. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we like to do a little podcasting too. I, I basically Jack of all trades, master of none when it comes to content creation, I just kind of do a little bit of everything because I enjoy doing it. And, and that's why part of the reason, um, you know, it's, it hasn't grown into something super successful yet because when you're doing a little bit of everything and not focusing down on something, you know, that's why it's a hobby of mine. So. Gotcha. I, I know someone else like that. That uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I do I do well that's cool man well let's uh, let's get into your history with Nintendo what uh, where did it all start well for me I was nineties kid so started with the the Game Boy Pocket I believe and the Nintendo sixty four were the first consoles I owned but I played on some over at friends houses and stuff before that like the, the Super Nintendo and things like that but the Game Boy is really where it all started for me those old uh, Pokemon games. The old, I don't know if it was Donkey Kong, but he's, he's up at the top and Mario, the, not Mario, but the Mario guy's jumping up and he's throwing barrels down. And you have to get to the top of the, the ladders and stuff. It's a really famous game. And now I sound terrible not remembering what the name is. Donkey Kong? Is that what it is? Is it the original one? Yeah. Are you talking? Where he's at top and he's throwing down barrels and you have to like yeah, rescue, find the ladders and you get the little hammers. Yeah, that's Donkey Kong. Oh, that was one of my first games too. So, Well, there you go. Right on. <laughs> Very cool. It's, I mean, you know, the first time Mario ever was uh, in a game. So I, I know I heard somewhere, read somewhere that it's not actually Mario. It was called something else. And yeah. now they've kind of like retconned it to be Mario. So his original name was Mr. Video and then Jumpman. And then uh, the warehouse where all the, the cabinets were stored, the uh, landlord was named Mario Sigali. He just passed away last year. Rest in peace. And uh, that's how Mario got his name. Hmm. So I knew him as jump man. That's where that's what I'd originally heard. Yeah. Yep. So, well, that's great. That's great. Let's, I want to, I want to talk about this for a second because I was actually having dinner with my, my, my younger brother last night and he's, he's eight years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so he was born in 89. <clears throat> All right. And so I kind of asked him, I'm like, because I'm, I'm of the mind and anybody's welcome to disagree with me on this. And I haven't really like fleshed it out, but like, I'm of the mind that my generation, like in the eighties, I I feel like is more nostalgia driven than any other generation, because I feel like it was at that time period when like all cartoons were just commercials for shows, right? Like mm-hmm. Nintendo was in its early phases. Uh, you know, Disney was still, was still super popular, things like that. And I mean, to this day, I mean, look, I'm wearing Mario on my hat. I've got a Nintendo 64 shirt on, right? Right. And I was talking to him about, and he's like, yeah, none of that. Like he goes, what I think he was, he was telling me like, if he hears, you know, I think if he hears like super Mario music, it kind of takes him back a little bit, but not, you know, not, not much. Right. And so he, and he said like seeing a 64 like logo or something like that, it, it, it kind of takes him back, but he's not, and obviously it's going to be, it's going to be person to person, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. 
I think I think we're right on the cusp between 80s and 90s. So I'm three years older than my brother. I was born 90. He's 93. Yeah. And I'm really nostalgic for some things, um, the N64 era, but I'm not at all nostalgic for Mario. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really have any of that yeah. either way. I mean, three years made the difference of, you know, not being nostalgic for all those things that I kind of grew up on through the 90s. So. And so, like you said, you don't have much for nostalgia for Mario, right? Although yeah, I, I think 64. I missed that train with the, the NES and the SNES. I didn't play any of those. So I came in at the N64 and that was like super like Mario 3D world, right? Where he's running around in 3D for the first time. Really famous game, right? One of the best ones. <laughs> yeah, that I just beat last year. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the, I remember seeing that, but I never owned it. You know, I guess that's my parents' fault, not buying me a Mario game as a kid. So, well, shame on them. Shame on them. Yeah. <laughs> I never bought it either because I was playing GoldenEye and Mario Kart. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. GoldenEye. Yeah. I played GoldenEye. I played Kirby was one of my first games. I drew something. The first one on 64. Love that game. So, and here's what's, here's what's kind of funny is like my, my nephews now, I have made a point to like, uh, you know, get them DSs, get them Mario games, mm-hmm. get it to where like I, I went and we went and hung out, uh, uh, last Monday, they had a birthday party for one of them. And mm-hmm. one of the little ones, I, I think he's like maybe three, he could barely talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's playing, he's pl- just destroying Legos, just literally setting traps for everybody <laughs> to step on. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm wearing my Mario hat and I, and I, uh, I looked down at him. I'm like, Leo, who's on my hat? And I couldn't understand him. He just like mumbled something and his mom could understand him. And he, and she goes, Oh, he said Mario brothers. I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. You know? So, it, so it, my younger, my nephews, I'm like, okay, you guys have got it. Like, I want to see, I want to see them like, I want to see them like Mario, like some kids like Mickey Mouse, you know what I mean? And, and, Mm -hmm. and so far that's like one of my other nephews is like, I'm Mario for Halloween this year, you know, like, and so, but I was going to ask you, like, do you feel like you have more nostalgia when you see something like Pokemon? Oh yeah. A lot more for me. Mm -hmm. And actually I wanted to jump in on that Mario thing. Um, I'm big and big, big, big Pokemon fan, but my two sons, because I don't have Mario nostalgia, they do already. They're going to have it because they run around the house throwing their hats and pretending they're Mario and throwing your hat is definitely going to be a associated with the latest, you know, switch Mario version. So he'll throw his hat and be like, I'm Mario and throw it at things and, you know, pretend he's taking them over (laughs) Um, because they play it on switch, but I didn't have a Mario game really at all as a kid. They do. So it's funny how it's going to like skip a generation and they're going to have that memory of playing Mario. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just something that I like, I kind of, uh, I don't know. I kind of like to think about periodically and just um, I'm, I'm interested in like, you know, in like nostalgia, because I mean, again, if I see star Wars transformers, you know, Voltron, like there's so many things that I can think about from my, from my childhood where like, when I even like, look, when I go to the older generations, like my dad, there's like, I'm like, what do you get nostalgic for? And he's like, uh, I don't really know, you know, like there's, 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 there's not a lot, you know? So it's, it's just interesting. And even talking with like my uncle, who's like five to 10 years younger than, than my dad, right. His Mm -hmm. brother. And he was like, you know, 
18 in 1986. So he was playing Atari and things like that. So he definitely has a little more of a pull to that, that stuff that was coming out in like 78 and things like that. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it's just, it's it, what, and what really kind of, <laughs> what really kind of hurts my brain a little bit is it's, it's literally most of it's all tied to marketing. <laughs> Yeah, it's really what it it boils down to marketing. I'm like, yep. oh, great. I'm I'm literally a <laughs> like I I am the way I am because of marketing. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but so, yeah, so you're saying the Pokemon definitely much more, uh, much more. I was right. You. Yeah, I was right around that age where when, you know, when Pokemon first came out is so many cool stories back then. Um, so it was like late nineties and I get my first version and my brother gets it and everyone's bringing it to school. And then all of a sudden the school starts sending home letters and saying, Oh, Pokemon's bad for your kids and you shouldn't let them play it. And then parents are taking it from their kids and they're banning the cards from school. And you're hearing about kids punching their teachers. Like that whole era right there. That's when I was doing Pokemon. Kids were punching their teachers. Tell me more. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was happening. The teachers would take the cards from the kids at school and then there were reports of the kids getting upset and like hitting their teachers because they were angry. They took their cards. And then all of a sudden they start banning all trading cards from schools. And I don't know if that was just here in Florida, but man, that was going crazy. They literally sent home letters to our parents telling us that we shouldn't be doing Pokemon. So, so that's the other thing too. My nephews all of a sudden are like collecting Pokemon cards now too. So like they've got kind of this, they've, they've kind of got both things going, right? They're, they're, they're into the Mario stuff, but they're also mm-hmm. like, they're collecting, they're collecting Pokemon. I mean, he starts talking to me about like, what Pokemon cards do you have? And I'm like, Oh man, I got very few, you know, <laughs> like, cause I've got no, like I literally have zero nostalgia, zero draw towards Pokemon. I mean, I'm excited to play the new game. I really enjoyed playing half of let's go Eevee, you know, but uh, I think you, I think you would have been right in high school then when at that time period, right? When yeah. Came out. Yeah. I, I was, so, that's I, why. I was, I think I've told this on here before, but I actually have like, well, I have to find them. I think, I think they've got lost in a move, but the, uh, the holographic Mewtwo from the first cool. movie, you know, the move, mm-hmm. the first movie I have, I had like 200 of those things, but, wow. but I think I, I think I lost them because I worked, I worked at a, at a coffee shop in a movie theater and was friends with everybody there. I was like, Hey, you guys have like boxes of those things. Uh, can I have, can I have a bunch of them for eBay? And they're like, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And so I for was, was going to sit on them for a while. And then I think we lost them in the moves, but, um, but yeah, kind of, cause I've looked up what those things can sell for. It's kind of disheartening. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, Definitely. <laughs> so you've kind of mentioned game boys, 64, are those kind of your favorite Nintendo consoles or, uh, you know, did the did the DS or the GameCube or anything like that ever? So I actually spot? played the Game Boy line all the way through the advance. And then I fell off of video games for a little while there. And mm. so my brother had the DS lines. And then as an adult, about, you know, maybe six or seven years ago, I actually I came back to Nintendo a little bit um, because in between that, I was playing Xbox. You know, you become a teenager, you're playing Xbox or PlayStation, whatever it is. Um, playing Halo, those are really big. So I didn't play a lot, a whole lot of Nintendo between probably like the ages of like ten and twenty. There just wasn't a lot of you know Nintendo in my life at that point. Hmm. But I think my favorite system to answer your question is actually the 3DS. 
And the reason why is because you can play every single Pokemon game on the 3DS aside from Let's Go. Um, you can play red, blue, and you can transfer them digitally, and you can play every single other game, all the generations, all on one system. It's the only system you can do that on. You can play the Game Boy Advance games? Um, they have, let's see, let's see the, for the digital eShop for 10 bucks, they have gold, silver, red, blue, yellow, right? And you can transfer those through the, the bank apps or the transfer apps. Mm-hmm. Then you have, um, let's see, they have black and white, diamond, pearl. The only one they might be missing is like Emerald, the Gen 3. Okay. Right? The, the um, reason but, I bring it up but is Gen because... 3 was remade. Oh, I So see. you can play the remakes of Gen 3, which gotcha. are actually really close to it because they're not like too 3d yet you know they're not too far 3d like let's go is so they're actually really close you can play gen 3 remade and every other generation you actually play in its original state on the 3ds well that's cool that's cool i love like that's one of the things i love about like the wii u it is like a zelda machine right it is like a mario kart machine it it's a it's a mario machine like there's there's and uh that's what's i mean i feel like that's kind of what's lacking with the with the switch a little bit but I think, I think that once uh, it, now that the NES Classic and the, the SNES Classic are mm-hmm. done, I think E3 is going to be the time that we might see some kind of a virtual console announcement. But I think so too. I'm hoping so. Anyways, I'd love to get a lot of those older games on Switch. I like it when they do that. I like them bringing all the games back digitally, whether they're free or they're inexpensive or whatever they do with them. Well, and the, the beauty of the switch is like, we, like I was showing off, uh, I was streaming the Wii U earlier this week and, uh, I pulled up, uh, Mario Kart DS on the Wii U and oh, nice. you can set it up to play. Like you could put it, they do like their own overlay where they put a, uh, a DS on the screen and then, oh cool um, then you see both screens that way. Right. Or you can have the top screen kind of uh, much larger and then the bottom screen just smaller. So there's really no reason that the switch couldn't have every single system represented um, and, and really be like like the ultimate nostalgia machine for for Nintendo. Now, the well, hopefully they do. Yeah, uh, that'd be I, awesome. I hope so. The thing that we were talking about in my chat you know, because I was presenting this uh, while we were chatting about it uh, while I was streaming. And, but the one thing that I, I want to see happen as well is I love the, the NES online, right. And the on like playing, playing games, multiplayer. I mean, I played a game of baseball with, uh, with uh, um, I think quarter beast is his name in the discord. And so, hmm. you know, so we played, we, you know, we're, we're, we've got tournaments going in the, in the discord with the old games. Well, I want to see that same treatment happen with with Super Nintendo and things like that. And so I'm kind of torn on like, how are they going to how are they going to do this? You know, will they add like I want to see more of these games get online. I want to be able to race Super Mario Kart against against people online, you know, things like that. So I think think these these two things are really what's uh, big in the market right now. Retro games. And then you have your highly competitive games like Fortnite and Apex Legends and things like that. I think companies are realizing that those are two giant money makers right now. So they're hitting on all that nostalgia and they're, you know, because Xbox is doing it. PlayStation's going backwards on it. Nintendo's always kind of gone backwards on it. And they're kind of letting looping all these older people in trying to get new people. But as far as new games go, the best ones, the biggest money makers are those free to play online ones, you know, where people battle each other. Anything that's free online like that's a huge money maker, too. So I think they're kind of doubling down on both of these things right now. 
well, in our last, in my last or the uh, two podcasts ago, um, I had a number of people comment that they want uh, Duck Hunt ninety nine, just like Tetris ninety nine, where <laughs> where there's you know maybe a timer with X amount of ducks on the screen. Maybe Nintendo sells a zapper peripheral and. <laughs> And you just shoot for a minute or two minutes, right? And then whoever gets the most ducks wins, right? So could be, it, uh, it, it could it be, could fun. be huge. It, it could be really, it could be really fun, you know. They call and, it duck, duck hunt legends. Yeah, It'd duck be free, hunt. free on iPhone, Android, and <laughs> duck hunt. That's legends. the next big idea. <laughs> All right, we'll have, we'll have. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Nintendo can send a check to somebody for that one. We'll, we'll probably. See. We need to cut it out until we, we tell them about it. Just yeah. chop that part of the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we've kind of touched on this briefly, but like favorite games, favorite series, obviously I'm guessing Pokemon, but like, is there any particular game in that series that you, that you really like? So I, I really like all of them, obviously, being a huge Pokemon fan. Um, the older, the better, in my opinion. But I think that's just nostalgia. So I go back and I play. I'm always playing a Pokemon game at all times. I'm playing through one of them um, on the 3DS. But I always make sure to go back and beat red version or blue version twice a year. Um, so I definitely like the original Gen 1 there. Any other games I like outside of Pokemon are Star Wars. Anything Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Way bigger than a Pokemon um, oh, okay. I've always been a big Star Wars fan. I just did uh, this week's vo- my last vlog. I'm showing it on the camera right now. Was uh, Super Empire Strikes Back on the uh, on the old Super Nintendo? There, one of the that was a cool game. Toughest games <clears throat> I've ever completed. <laughs> one of my favorites was N64 era Shadows of the Empire. Yes, yes. Um, I have that sitting in my cabinet right now, and I have the original guidebook for it and everything. Um, loved that game. Played it. Over and over again. The only thing I didn't do with that game was all the collectibles or whatever to get the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I, I think I unlocked it with cheat codes. So oh, funny. <laughs> I'm sure I beat the you know the game regular as a kid, but they, we had the internet then, so we could go online and we'd print out a whole list of cheat codes, and half of them would work and half of them wouldn't, and plug them all in and unlock everything. So I remember. I think actually uh, thinking back, I'm pretty sure. And I forgot to mention this. I talked about this recently, but I thought GoldenEye and Mario Kart were the only two games I bought. But I opted. I, rem, I now that I'm thinking about it, I was looking at Mario 64 and Star oh. Wars uh, Shadows. Uh, it was Shadows of the Empire. Is that right? Yeah. Shadows of the Empire was with Dash Rendar. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I grabbed his, that one instead. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good one. Um, also, Rogue Squadron was. Big. Oh, so good. So Rogue good. Squadron. Um, I've mentioned this on this show many times, but, uh, um, if you get a chance, go back, uh, look up IGN Nintendo voice chat. It's like episode 192, I think, mm-hmm. or it's, it's in the one nineties and they interview, um, Julian Egbrecht is his name. And he was one of the, the, the heads of factor five. And he tells mm-hmm. the stories of how they like reverse engineered the 64 and the GameCube and the Super Nintendo and how they were able to uh, essentially squeeze so much like all the horsepower out of the system, sometimes even more than Nintendo was able to. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very interesting stuff. So it's I'll definitely put that on my list to listen to. Yeah, it's it's a show that I can go back and listen to, um, you know, but. I've I've gone back and listened to it a number of times just because it's it's so interesting listening to them talk about like 
you know, because then they did the battle for Naboo and things like that on the 64 as well. And episode one racer. That was a big game. That was cool. That was on PC and N64. I just I saw on my Twitter feed today that somebody redid that game in the Unreal Engine. Wow, that'd be cool. And it looks crazy. It says available now, so I'm not sure if it's something they're just releasing for free. I'm assuming that's the case. Probably. Um, so I own it for Game Boy, too. If you didn't know, they actually made it a rumble right. pack for the Game Boy. That's right. Yeah. Well, isn't it like top down? Yeah, it's top down. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> when you move them, they make like little blocky movements. It almost looks like Minecraft. Oh, it's terrible. What uh, what are some of your other? Well, then. So then you didn't get to play the Rogue Squadron games on GameCube. No, I didn't. I didn't even actually I'm recalling that they had that now that you mention it, but it, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. Dude, do you have a Wii? Yes, I do. Yep. OK, you 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 have to you have to get on eBay and get a copy of uh, Rogue Squadron. Uh I think it, I think it's rogues. I think it's a rogue leader. I can't remember, but um, <clears throat> it is a, it, I believe it was a launch title for the GameCube. One of the best, mm-hmm. like literally one of the best, it still holds up like it. Yeah. Get, well, I'll definitely hunt it down then. Yeah. Do that. Um, get on Amazon, get the HDMI uh, adapter or probably that's probably the easiest. It's like 12 bucks. And mm-hmm. then you can hook up your Wii HDMI and uh, it'll, It'll up-res your GameCube games to 480p at least, and so you'll nice. be, you'll uh, you'll get the best the best experience you can. Like it, man, you are gonna have such a blast. I'm I'm not even kidding you. You're gonna love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to you on that after I play it. So I'll write a review on it. There we go. You should, man. You should. Let me know. I'll uh, I'll <laughs> I'll 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 tweet it out there for you because that it's such a such a great great game. Shellshock saying Rogue Leader Rogue Squadron Two. There you go. So they also made a third one where you actually get out of your, your, uh, you get out of your ship and walk around with your lightsaber and things like that. Not quite. That sounds as, like a disaster. Yeah. It wasn't quite as good, but it was still good. Like there was still, there were still parts of it that were really good. That reminds me of the Star Fox ones when they first let, uh, Star Fox get out of his ship and run around on the <laughs> ground and drive tanks and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, that, what was that? 64, right? Kind of like you could do a hologram of yourself or else drive a tank or. No, Star Fox 64. I, I don't think you got out at all. I thought you, that was like one of the, yeah, the you best ones, right? You didn't like get out. It must have been GameCube. But, got out. but the, uh, I think in multiplayer, there was a version where you could play as a hologram of the character, mm. but I could be mistaken. Like it's been a while since I've, I've messed with it. So, um, but yeah, so then like, we're going to stay on the Star Wars kick for a little bit here. Did you play yeah. any of the like Jedi Academy games? I literally own them all. <laughs> Okay, I have them so all right good. now. Yes, that's good because you said you went to Xbox, right? Yeah, but I played them all PC. So okay, um, that was back when I was playing like Age of Empires on the PC. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they had a Star Wars version of that called Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, and then they had Jedi Knight, um, Dark Forces, and you know Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two. Yeah, that was the first one that they became a Jedi, Kyle Katarn, and then they did Outcast. They did another one, Mis- Mysteries of the Sith, which isn't really well known, and then they jumped into. I think Academy or something. I, I played Academy on Xbox cause it had the online and man, that game was so much fun. They still have online servers. You can go play that on actually for PC. And oh, I see. There's a whole community around it. That makes sense. They actually just released that game for free on the Xbox one, but there's no online for it. Yeah, it makes sense. 
because it's, it's an original it's, Xbox title, so it, it, it's better to play offline anyway. So the single player campaign is really where that you know the game was its best. Oh, see, I I mean I love that, but I loved the 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 death match with the with the uh, all you the just force, force powers people and, stuff. and shake them around yes. so they can't they can't get out of it because they have to force push to break it and if you shake them around their whole screen's going nuts yep. yes it was the best it was the best so that was such a bummer when because i mean i had the gamecube and it had a lot of these same games but they weren't you couldn't uh you couldn't play them online you know hmm. there was there was no online for it so I caught all those on Xbox as well, but I was always a big PC gamer. I played Star Wars Galaxies. That's a big one. The first MMO for them. That's cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's. uh, We're going to we're going to get back to Nintendo now. I know. I know. But what's one of your favorite Nintendo memories? Hmm. And it could be like it could be like a Christmas present or something, you know, anything like that that. was it. A birthday present. I got the that Kirby game for N64. I remember that's all I wanted for my birthday that year. And they got it for me. And I just played straight through and beat it. Um, I can't for the life of me remember what it is. I'm going to have to hunt it down now because my five year old's a huge Kirby fan. I have a little plush and he carries it around. Um, But he likes Kirby from Smash Bros. Um, That's where he knows him from. And then he picked him up on the Switch game. and He's like, what? You know, do you have all stars or whatever? Or. Isn't that was called Kirby All-Star Alliance or something like that? Do you have the, the I, I don't. Um, I had the demo installed on my Switch. He likes to play it at like Target and stuff because they keep all the demos there. Oh, so. I got you. We, we, we really try not to let our kids play video games at home for the most part. Yeah, because they're so young. We want them to do a lot of other things. This is going to sound weird because I'm such a big video gamer, right? But we they don't have their own game systems. They, we don't put iPads in front of them. We're very um, play outside, you know, play with each other. That's why we have two of you. You know, that kind of thing. And we're saving we made two of you so that for... you would play together. Exactly. Exactly. We gave you a brother, you know, go play with him. Uh, no. <laughs> we're actually planning to do some more traveling coming up soon, like outside the States. So when we do that, we're thinking that's going to be a good time to give them handheld, you know, games because they'll be new to them. They'll be excited for it. Yeah. Um, keep them entertained for the long flights and stuff. There you go. There you go. Maybe by then that new uh, smaller affordable switch will be available too. Yeah, Maybe. that'd be cool. Fingers crossed, right? So, mm-hmm. okay. So, what uh, what's a Nintendo game that you've kind of you've mentioned a couple that you haven't played or completed mm-hmm. that we're all going to judge you for? Uh, this is a big one, man. Uh, the best selling, you know, most famous game, right? Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I I love that game. You I do. I think switch, it's terrific. And you don't have this <laughs> game. Oh, I have it, but I played up until the first beast and I, I was just like, I rushed it. I'm not powerful enough. Now I'm stuck in this room. I don't know what to do. And I just put it down and, and just never went back. So I feel terrible because it's, you know, everyone loves that game and I enjoyed it. I just, I need to go back. I need to go back. So. Okay. It's Sunday. You don't have anything else to do. I'm telling you that right now. All you need to do is finish Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I could have picked it up. I'm gonna I'm just gonna restart it from scratch and take my time with it and really enjoy it. You can leave but. that room. They'll let you leave. <laughs> Probably go jump off the top, but then like you have to run around. It's been so long, you know, you kind of get disconnected from what you were doing, so you don't really know where you've been. Everything's respawning. <laughs> you freeze to death everywhere. I'm just like I'm chowing down in hot peppers and I can't figure out how to cook anything. I really just need to start from scratch, I'm telling you. I just hope you're feeling the judgment, that's all. I'm feeling it. Okay. It's, it's embarrassing. Okay. Probably blushing. Good. There you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about your site. You do review some video games, so you've got some reviews for uh, um, for some different Switch titles and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a retro review maybe on its way. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, halffullreviews.com if you guys want to check it out. I do have a link in the show notes here. And then um, I also like to ask for people that do uh, that do create some content and things like that. What kind of advice could you give um, for someone wanting to start uh, creating their own Nintendo content? Okay, so I'm going to I want to talk myself up here for a second because I talked myself down. <clears throat> now, when it comes to content creation, before I give advice, I actually do content creation every day for a living. A half full of reviews. And I was saying how it doesn't reach as many people as it could. And that's because I don't put enough time into it because I have so many other things going on. But I regular content is key. So I create content for companies for a living. I, I sell blogs and do social media and all of that. Um, so I have content going out all the time and I have other people helping me create the content. Um, so when it, when it comes to getting out there and growing, my, my biggest client has you know, like 60,000 followers on Facebook um, and they're, they're a big magazine. Um, so <clears throat> now stepping back to half floor reviews, I just like to let people know before I give advice, it's like half floor reviews only has a few hundred followers, you know? I mean, the reason why is because I'm not regular with my content. That's what I'm getting at. You have to be like you are. You're always putting out content. You're a content machine and you're dedicated to getting that content out, whether it be podcasts, blog articles, um, being active on social media. The more you do that and the more regular you are, the more successful you'll be. And podcasts are really key to that too for making money. Um, You kind of have to get your name out there and get in front of people. Um, And if that's why for me, Half Floor Reviews is a hobby. Um, I... Actually, I started that because I used to write articles for Yahoo um, and they had a contributor network that you could actually write for and they buy articles off people. Well, they ended up shutting it down. I lost all my work. So the whole archive, everything I'd ever written was gone. And I was like, great, um, that doesn't feel good. So I started my own website, became Half Full Reviews. And that's why that's why I do it, because I love to write and I love to create content as a hobby. And that's how Half Full Reviews came about. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it sounds like the... Uh consistency is uh... yeah consistency is key in keeping up on what's going on so you know if you got to be trendy you got to use your hashtags you got to see what's what's going else you know what else is going on, on the internet and target everywhere so you can use facebook and twitter linkedin just do it all you know don't limit yourself just to twitter because i know lots of video game community and lots of pop culture Lots of guys who like cars and fishing, they kind of focus to, to Twitter and they don't kind of steer clear of Facebook and lots of content creators I see that run podcasts, tons of them. And then Nintendo community and the uh, Pokemon communities, they steer clear of Facebook. That's a huge tool. Facebook is literally the number one place to put your content. It's better than Instagram. It's better than Twitter. You can link people directly to where you want them. Um, you're going to hit millions of more people on Facebook than you will anywhere else, but also putting it on Twitter and Instagram. You really need to be putting it everywhere, creating as many backlinks to you as possible. Um, and then, you know, so creating the content and sharing the content, getting in front of people, you just have to be consistent and work at it, which is something you do really well. Oh, I feel like there's always ways to improve. So w- one of the things that, uh, that I'll, I'll bring up here as far as like with social media is, the consistency is definitely key, but also um, even just using social media, the way um, I feel it's designed to be used, right. To be Mm -hmm. social, right. So often you see creators that, um, and and sometimes I'm guilty of this, that it, the only their, uh, 
their content is more self-serving than serving those that could consume it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's look at this post, look that I'm like, I'm live on Twitch. Look at my YouTube video, right. Versus like putting out something that's going to add value to those people that follow you, like, like asking questions and getting conversations started and and jumping into conversations and replying to people that, Mm -hmm. that uh, tweet at you. Now I know firsthand that I could, I would spend all day. Like there's no way for me to reply to everybody. Right. I can't. So a lot of times I'll try to do Instagram. I'll try to do some on Twitter, Facebook. I'm terrible at like, I'll try to at least, at least jump in and like, and like stuff. But, um, but I think the big takeaway is try to put out content, even on your social media that isn't self-serving, but serving those that, uh, that um, I, I love that point. I haven't thought of the word self-serving when I, when I talk to people about that, but when I talk to companies about that, that's actually, I give them that same point you just brought up. So you, you can't always be trying to sell someone something or show them something you're doing. So, you know, you have to mix it up all week long. You should be putting out a post of something that's funny, you know, is a good strategy because funny always does well. Um, but that's not a secret. So you put out one, one day a week is something funny. It's a meme. It's something just comical to get people to share it and like it. Another day is something, maybe uh, a poll or something people can comment on, uh, maybe a competition or a contest or something. And then another day is some content you created for free that they can enjoy and read or listen to. And another day you try to sell them something. It's, you have to use a good mix. You always want to make sure you're, you're utilizing the social media and your content to make money if that's your goal to make money, then you need to make sure that you are directing people with call, call to actions to get them to spend money, to get them to donate money, to get them to do you know, whatever your goal is for them. But you also have to serve them with all these other days out of the week. You need to be giving them something that they enjoy, something they think is funny, something they can read while they're on the toilet, you know, whatever. But yeah, having a good, healthy mix. And that's where the consistency is. You can't just consistently put out the same thing. every Consistently put out stuff that people are interested in. Yeah. Otherwise you just become noise, you know, and it's content marketing. That's what it is. You know, you have social media marketing, which is, you know, using hashtags and uh, giving competitions away and trying to interact with people. And then you have content marketing, which is more like blogging and podcasting and things like that. And they really work together really well. Um, but content marketing is that's literally one of the things I sell to companies. You know, they produce their own content. It shows that they're an expert in the field. So like a, a, a place that sells cars, you know, they might want to put out, car articles on car buying tips and stuff like that draws people in um, because they can get this free content and learn tips on negotiating for cars or tips on which cars are the best to buy secondhand. And now that they're at your site, now you can sell them something and that's content marketing. There you go. There you go. So all you guys want to get, get, get out there and get your, uh, get some Nintendo content or gaming content or whatever you're passionate about, you know, try to focus on not being, yeah, entirely self-serving and you'll, yeah. you'll have far greater success. So especially since some, a lot of the social media sites want you to pay in order to get your content in front of people, you know, and they reward you for interacting with people. You know, if you're commenting and they're commenting, it's showing their friends that they're commenting, you know, and you can try your best to, to get it in front of people, but they really started locking down on that. They have a focus on serving people, um, which sounds silly, serving people in business, you know, over businesses a little bit. So they put those paywalls to get you to access people. But if you're doing, if you do what we said there and you, you serve people and interact with those people and build relationships through social media, you'll reach far more people than you will spending $25 for an ad, you know? 
There you go. There you go. Well, DJ, this has been fun. We're going to we're going to wrap this thing up here. Sounds good. All right. Well, DJ, where can people find you? Um, you can find me in Josh's Discord. Um, I go by Jedi DJ there, but anywhere on the internet is half full of reviews. So I'm everywhere. I like it. Halffullreviews.com is the is yep. the site to go check out. And then is the podcast the same name? Uh, it's the Half Full Gaming Podcast. Um, but it's not nearly as good as yours. And then Half Full Marketing is my marketing business. I'm kind of like a half full brand. I got you. I got you. That's cool. That's cool. Don't don't sell yourself short with your podcast. You you got this. You got it out there. You know, it people always... are gonna go listen to it and be like, "This is not nearly as good as." Oh gosh. <laughs> well, go check it out anyway, guys. Go make sure to go check it out. So, um, thanks again, my friend. I do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, all the places. That in six four Josh, and uh, I do. I you know what? I so much appreciate everybody that that follows that that tweets at me that comments on instagram that comments on youtube videos guys it means it means so much to me all of those comments help more people get uh they help my content get in front of more people and so thank you so much if i don't get if i don't get to something it's not because i'm ignoring you it's just because i just i literally don't have the time sometimes so so uh i just want to make sure that you know how much i appreciate it and i'll do my best all right so thank you for that and uh guys you can follow the show at n powercast the show notes for this episode where you can see the links to uh dj's site n64josh.com slash npc 189 we're getting close to 200 this is crazy it's crazy. If you want to email the show, you got questions, comments, maybe you're an uh, indie developer that uh, you want me to check out your game, something like that. NPC at n64josh.com. If you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash NPC. Pick up something awesome like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels or Ready Player One. The chair I'm sitting in from OPC, you go to n64josh.com slash OPC. You automatically save $10 at checkout. And right now the chairs are $20 off. So, uh, don't miss don't miss that sale it's really really good value um, my content if you want to help support it patreon.com slash n64josh just a dollar gets you an extra podcast there's other tiers available as well and then of course like dj mentioned if you want to join the discord n64josh.com slash discord that's your invite come hang out with us lots of great people playing lots of different games we do have the facebook group n64josh.com slash facebook group if that's where you like to hang out online Go, go hang out. We're close to close to 100 people on there, so we'd love to have you. Lastly, if you can rate and review on iTunes, we'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye now. Is that it? Do we do we cut it?